All right, I'm ready. Said I'm sweaty, I'm smelly, I love peanut butter and jelly. What up, y'all? It's me, it's your boy, Adam Pacora here, and welcome to another episode of Confusing Movie Tuesdays. This is Requiem for a Tuesday. Uh, we got some stuff to get into, you know? Tenant finally dropped on HBO Max, which means I have finally seen it. Maybe we'll do a little Nolan retrospective as well. Hard to say. But I think it might have to happen. Because, boy, was that movie surprising. In uh, many ways. Uh, What else do we got? Oh, I watched Vanilla Sky. I'm going to talk about that as well. (laughs) <laughs> what a fucking nightmare but first things first rfat.bigcartel.com cop some merch rate review subscribe to this podcast any and all platforms spotify apple uh youtube you know do all the stuff uh episode 55 was a video special go check that out on the youtube channel and um should have some music news coming soon. Hopefully, got a drop this summer. We'll be plugging that as that comes. Um, I think that that's it for now. Right? Yes. Okay. Sipping a little coffee here. A little coffee. A little cold brew really gets you. Cold brew gets you a lot, a lot more. And here's the thing. It's like, I don't need more. I I don't understand those people that have like, addictive personalities because i don't you know what i mean but in single form like one dose form i really do want to take things to the max so whatever that is like i'm not an alcoholic i'm a binge alcoholic so whatever that is coffee adderall cocaine you name it it's like i don't want to buzz like let's if i'm doing this i'm doing it you know whole ass one thing as ron swanson famously said you know, I, I stand by that firmly. What am I talking? How did I get here? Coffee. That's right. <laughs> Both in conversation and chemically. That's how I got here. Now, uh, if you're listening to this in the present time, uh, I'm experimenting with release times just to see if that does anything just cause it's it's probably stupid but uh so that's why this isn't out at the time you thought it might be present people uh future people you don't care oddly enough that ties in greatly with the tenant topic but i'm gonna keep y'all on a string is that the term i don't think so <laughs> dangling yeah i think so i think so and <laughs> it's just been a crazy week, so I'm just going to, we're going to pivot, as Ross would say. I didn't want to do it, you know. yeah, I don't want to do the Friends references too much, because then it's like, oh, this guy, like I'm listening to do a guy fucking quote Friends, it doesn't seem, you know, because Friends is at a pretty low point, I would say, in its belovedness, and rightfully so, I mean, we just realized, oh, shows could be better. It took a while, but I mean, I, I, you know, I loved Friends as a kid, don't get me wrong, but the last, really, three seasons are horrific almost, most of the time. Anyway, we don't need to do that. <laughs> See? I don't know. Because I'm also doing this AM recording style, so fresh brain, quote unquote, arguably, plus the, I don't know, could be too much energy, could be an overload, this might be a bust. You know, this is what I got to deal with, too. It's like I should take a Xanax before I do one of these. It's like, am I bombing? Am I bombing? Do you like me? Do you like me? Tell me if you like me. Why aren't you? Why aren't you called? Uh, <laughs> so I was dog sitting over the weekend. And, you know, went off without a hitch, needless to say. Love me a good pupper. But. Okay, so we were walking, doing a little morning walk. Now, naturally, you know, I woke and boke. I boked. 
And, you know, so I'm chilling. It's a nice little stroll with a little doggo. Sunny morning. Feeling good. Feeling fresh. Much like right now. Minus the caffeine. Anyway, so, you know, at some point, we're just walking along the sidewalk, minding our own business, you know, like we'd be doing. And this fucking guy who looks like Dave Portnoy's dad, literally, rolls up on a... Like, I just see... You know how you just see out of one side of your face? So, like, out of the right side of my eye, out of out of the right side of my face... Because it wouldn't be the right side of my eye. It's still my eye. It's just my right eye. Come on, Adam. You know. I gotta keep myself in check. Anyway. <laughs> you know, just a shadowy figure emerges. And it's like, oh, fuck. What's going on here? And really what I realized, too, is like the dog slams into my leg. You know, usually, the, you know, she keeps her distance. She's busy sniffing. As they'd be doing. And uh, this guy, he has, I don't know how to explain it other than walking sticks. It's like as if he's skiing, right? But they're just walking sticks and they're maybe seven feet tall each. He has one in each hand. And mind you, like it's the middle of Chicago on a sidewalk. Like I am in no me, by no me, I'm on a major street. Also, there's a bus route, (laughs) you know, like we are not by any means in any type of secluded hikey territory. Now, there's an elevated park nearby. Sure, that may have been where he was heading. Regardless, what the fuck are you doing? Like you're instantly already the crazy guy. So it doesn't start off well. So I looked anyway. So this guy's just running into us is what I'm saying. He basically walks directly into the dog. And so I stop upon impact. You know, I just mean mug the guy. It's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) You know, you don't just walk directly into people. Anyway, he stops. And he goes, you should go ahead. You seem irritated. And it's like, yeah, man, (laughs) like you're an idiot. (laughs) What are you talking about? Like he was trying to get me with like the clever, sarcastic thing to say. But it's like both of the things you said are true. I should go first because I already was. And I am irritated because of you doing that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) had you not done any of this, nothing would have happened at all. So it's just like, what? (laughs) And then funny enough, I naturally start walking slow as soon as he does that. Um, and then I see him power walking with his sticks through an intersection while the light is red. So felt good about that as he almost got hit by a car. What are you doing? And then I saw him the next morning uh, on the next block over the residential side. So I think maybe Papa learned his lesson. <laughs> Regardless, it's just like what an insane proposition. Like imagine you stab someone in the stomach and you're like, you should call an ambulance. You seem hurt. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't like none of none of this is all your fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is like, what a crazy thing to say. Like, I don't know. It was like, I almost responded and it's just like, wow, what you just said was so stupid that I'm not even going to engage with this because this isn't this is going to result in somebody somewhere whipping out a phone next thing you know i'm getting my ass kicked by the old man with the walking sticks not a risk i'm willing to take you know i need i can't i have to keep my dignity i'm lucky well i'm not lucky that i'm a little lucky because that british man in new york city i don't know if we ever talked about this the back to the future man who i want to murder he's lucky i didn't see him (laughs) just on thought of old men being wild that's top tier. Now this guy, you know, he's just an idiot. Why why are you have walk you know what I mean? Imagine that guy's your dad. He's hiking around the neighborhood with these walking sticks. Like his existence is embarrassing enough. So it's like I didn't I didn't really need to do too much. I was a little mad. It's like, why are you stepping on this dog and walking into me? It's just like he didn't step on her, but he almost did, you know. 
if the dog wasn't paying attention, <laughs> which is like the craziest sentence you could ever utter. Like, you know what I mean? They just survived the car accident. Had the dog not been watching? <laughs> it's just like, that's never a thing. It's not on them. You know, they can't. They're like every child across America, you know, maybe we should give all the dogs Adderall too. We'll be able to focus more. Anyway, don't get walking sticks and don't step on dogs. That's the lesson I learned or that's the lesson to be had. I already knew that information. As you know, I know all. Whew, I tell you, I've only had like four sips of this thing. Coffee in the morning is like insane. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think everybody knows that or maybe they don't. But we don't need it. I don't know. I, I've been off. I've been off the caffeine addiction for a while, but that was your mate base anyway. It's like I don't need. I don't want my heart to like. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to know my heart is there. You know what I mean? I don't want to think about my organs. <laughs> Makes me uncomfortable. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. It's just like I'm a guy who doesn't need any stimulants anyway. You know, I just need sedatives. Just <laughs> constant mild sedatives. It's a miracle that uh, the man <laughs> hasn't tranked me down yet. It's not, it's dangerous having this kind of energy. Uh, what else happened? Israel? <laughs> Just kidding. Like, I'm going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Just like you. Don't pretend like you think you know anything. You don't. You're not there. It's a million miles away. Why do you care? Mind your own business. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers got child support to pay talking about Israel. Like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> Crazy. Go get vaccinated. I got my second dose. And uh, I'm going to be that guy. Because that's it. That's the new small talk. That's the new how's school going. You know? <laughs> Did you get it? Which one? Blah, blah, blah. Like, who cares which one? We don't know what the difference. Like, you don't know the difference. I don't know the difference. You can pretend like you do. You can pretend like you read it. Either way. Who fucking cares? Shoot me up, baby. No, but my shoulder hurts. Again. Which is fine, as expected. Weirdly, though, I'm getting the night sweats. It's terrible. I'm waking up in the middle of the night just freezing cold, soaking wet. <laughs> and uh, no other symptoms. So that's a weird combination as well. Would like something. Like, if I felt sick... It would almost, it would justify that happening, but it's like, oh, I'm just, just sweating in my sleep. It's like, if that's just a new thing, that would be upsetting. I'm going to have to figure out, I'm going to have to sleep in like a, like with like saran wrap over the mattress, like an Italian woman's couch. Shout out grandma. Pecora, obviously not the German side. <laughs> But yeah, my, my grandmother, she had plastic over all of her furniture. I kind of liked it, to be honest. Not, a, I mean, it wasn't aesthetically unpleasing, I would say, surprisingly. And it wasn't that uncomfortable either. I think we threw out the couch, rest in peace. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's just like, what were you protecting? Nobody kept it. It's almost a little sad. Could have enjoyed those cushions. I wonder what happened to him. I was too young. <laughs> I was I was too young. I could maybe I wanted that couch. Could still have it. Oh boy. Her apartment was interestingly smelly. <laughs> Ooh, a little phlegm came out there. Which is good. Right? COVID people. Anyway. Let's get on to it. <clears throat> Confusing movie Tuesday. Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Now, uh, spoilers, I guess. I don't, Well, I mean, I, I, I don't guess. There's going to be. But I say I guess because even if you haven't seen it and plan to see it, what I tell you I don't really think 
will be that big of a deal. I mean, if you, I guess key plot points would be nice to not know certain things of them, but I wish that I had a little bit of a guide to this movie before going in. So backstory, if you've listened to this show, especially in recent weeks, it's come up. I don't, maybe just because, you know, me and I can really only talk to George about comic book stuff. Sorry, George, but it's true. He's not here, by the way, if you haven't noticed. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, Dark Knight comes up in comparisons and stuff. Basically, I don't know. Christopher Nolan, I think, is a hack at writing. I think he's a great director. His problem is that, like, his movies are always so self-important and indulgent and... I don't know. He, I feel like he thinks of himself or he presents his movies in a way that he thinks of himself as like this great dramatic writer and his drama is terrible. His dialogue is horrific. Uh, I don't have dialogue specific examples because it's just it's for, it's bad, but it's mostly forgettable. I mean, there's the Bane opening scene in Dark Knight Rises where it's just like completely incoherent. Like the guys are having two conversations. That's a the most popular example. Uh, but, I mean, they really all have it. Like I said, with Inception previously, it's just like helpless women crying, <laughs> you know, and all they just need the guy to help them, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit like that. Not a fan of it. And it's that it, it takes it so seriously. Like the stakes. It's like, this is. Titanic, you know, I love Titanic, (laughs) so don't shit on Titanic, not that that is like, you know, the premier drama of all time or anything, but like it's not even, it's not even at that level, it doesn't reach those heights, you can get Leo in the movie and it doesn't matter, you know, Shutter Island was better, I'll stand by it, Um, so going into Tenet, that was why I'm I wasn't going to pay the like $40 or whatever crazy amount it was to watch it at home. Uh, They dropped it. I guess uh, at a COVID safe time in retrospect, right? But like for some reason, November seemed so far away and or whenever it might have came out even earlier than that, but. There was no chance I was going to go to the movies to go see it. I almost did like one afternoon because I happened to walk past the theater like right before it was about to start. Um, And I was just like, no, fuck it. I can't. Anyway. I just didn't want to do it because I just didn't want to be disappointed. I didn't want to, you know what I mean? It's just like, he doesn't like to make movies. He likes to make theater events. So that would have been the upside, obviously. It's like, this is the setting and environment that this movie's meant to be seen, and that would be dope. Like, that was my problem with Dunkirk. I turned it off, frankly. I mentioned that in a previous episode as well. It's made for the theater so much that, like, watching it at home, it's, like, bad. I don't know, maybe I was wrong place, wrong time, wrong state of mind, whatever, but, like, the acclaimed movie I read about was not what I saw at all. But I could see how it would have translated well. Interstellar didn't even bother to see. McConaughey? Come on. Astronaut? Like, I'll give him he's a good actor at this point in time. It's pretty undeniable, I would say. He ain't no astronaut. (laughs) You know? And also, it's just like all the talk about how accurate the science is and all this shit, which all of that tells me that this movie is going to be more self-important. Like, look at all this research I did. Here's all this jargon that you won't understand and you'll never bother to understand because it's like nobody fucking cares about this, you know, like in this much depth. And no one's going to fucking notice anyway. And it's like, honestly, like, if you scaled it back, it would be more enjoyable. So it's like, who are you doing this for? Not a fan. <laughs> so Tenet, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there, I swear. <sighs> Going in, 
I'm like, okay, John David Washington, he's the fucking man. Robert Pattinson, he's the fucking man. Like, this is going to be sick. But I just don't want it to be the same thing again and again. And it starts off, and it looks just like it. It's like, this is where we're heading. And I went into it with this negative mentality that, like, this movie, it's going to try to... Because it had no plot. The trailer doesn't reveal anything. And all that any reviewer gave was like, oh, this is incoherent and it's about being incoherent and it doesn't really have anything. And I'm like, oh, great. So I know exactly what this is. It's just going to be nonsense over and over and over again. And then like some crazy twist that you're like, is that even legitimate? You know, I'm basically looking for Inception too. Which I've grown, like I said, it just ages poorly. His movies age poorly. Everything that I've seen of his, I like less than I did. Except The Prestige. I refuse, I've, I refuse to rewatch that because I don't want to like that less. I remember that being very good. Um, so the movie starts off with this massive set piece in this Ukrainian, Russian, doesn't matter, opera house thing. And you don't really know what's going on. There's like... Clearly criminals, clearly agents, but then there's agents who put on fake things. So it's like, are they an agent? What's really going on? And then, like, the crowd just, like, falls asleep. And so you're like, oh, is this real? Is this fake? Are they in a dream? Like, is this inception? Like, what's going on? Um. And, yeah, I don't know. It just looks like... The intro to The Dark Knight. The intro to The Dark Knight Rides. Like, oh, here's a big opening thing, right? But in Batman movies, there's context. You're watching a Batman movie. So, like, you know that what you're seeing is related to that in some way. Whereas Tenet, you don't know what this is. So it was a very jarring opening because it's like I, I have to figure out what's going on, right? So... In the mood I was in going in, I'm like, okay, Nolan, here we go. You know, like you're doing this to me already, which I'm openly admitting is bad. And I'm going to explain why just in for this movie, like Interstellar, I would go into with the same negative attitude and I'd probably feel justified. Um, But in the case of this movie, you don't need to. And it'll basically ruin the first half hour hour almost um if you're expecting a regular thing and i'm gonna explain why right now (sighs) because it then goes into a bunch of jargon and bullshit and just people explaining like this is how good christopher nolan is (laughs) as a screenwriter people talk and explain what's going on and then a big thing happens, and then people explain either what just happened or what will happen next or both, and then another thing happens. <laughs> so it's just people talk, action. People talk, action. People talk, action. And I'm talking like 30 minutes on either side. There will just be 15 straight minutes of dialogue, and you won't really even need to pay attention or understand any of the things they're saying. And then... Just a giant set piece will happen and you won't really understand why. (laughs) So basically what gets revealed is John David Washington is CIA, I believe, some covert ops espionage guy because they don't really tell you what year it is, like what the timeline quote unquote is like, like what other technology thing. So this movie is completely... Completely, <laughs> it's completely presented as just an espionage movie, right? So this is what was misleading. I was like, "Oh, here's the big sci-fi thing, right? Inception." They're like, "Oh, we're this crew." Blah 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 blah. No, so this guy's a CIA agent, and it's presented like all other espionage movies, which makes sense, which I don't like typically, but you don't. You dive in and you don't know the characters, but they exist because that's how it works. You just have to jump into these worlds, get in, get info and get out. And so that's kind of why it does that. And it justifies its own looseness with that. 
Kind of. <laughs> but th- that's the whole thing of this movie that I didn't understand. This is just a James Bond movie where the plot device is sci-fi based. That's all that this is. It's not like a, oh, look at the meaning deepness that it isn't there. There's no like shallow Nolan look at my skills that aren't there thing. It's just, oh, I get it. I'm Michael Bay. I'm going to make a sick Michael Bay thing with my spin on it. Like he finally just sprinkled in Nolan instead of going full Nolan. Because then eventually Robert Pattinson comes along and that's great. And there's just more talking, 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 talk, 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 talk. <laughs> and all the little talky scenes, they're all bullshit and they don't matter because the plot doesn't make any sense. If you think about it for one second, it makes no sense. So basically what they reveal to John David Washington is that there are there are bullets and guns and weapons that can go backward and like they shoot bullets that are going backward in time. And things from the future are sending things back and you have to save the world from the future things. But then there's also a guy (laughs) who is doing it. So you have to stop the future people and this one Russian guy. And you find out that the Russian guy... So So like the Russian guy wants to end the world because he has cancer which is so stupid and lame and but also kind of bond like which is why i respected it it was like you know what i mean it's like lazy for for nolan to do but i feel like it's fitting in with what the movie's trying to accomplish anyway i know that this explanation doesn't really make sense but it's because the movie doesn't make any sense so i'm trying to get there i promise <laughs> um so yeah, like the world will end if this guy dies or if he succeeds, which he'll then die and then it'll happen anyway. But yeah, it just doesn't make sense because like if the people are from the future, couldn't they just do it? You know what I mean? They could just like do it again or they could, I guess they couldn't. That's what time travel just gets complicated the more you like look into it. You know, because you can, like, nitpick little holes. So I don't really want to do that either. Um, But John David Washington is just the fucking man. Uh, he used to be a running back. He's a, he's a fucking athlete who looks and sounds like Denzel Washington. So it's just, like, the best of the best combination. Like, watching him just run on screen is like, holy fuck. Like, nobody looks that good doing that. Because he, he actually knows how, <laughs> you know? So, it like, it goes a long way. Like, this is the perfect movie for him. And that's really why I like this so much. Like, it is a great vehicle for John David Washington and even Robert Pattinson for both of them to just be fucking awesome. And that's all I care about. All the scenes where there's just two people talking, they're horrific. They're so bad. The things people are saying don't make any sense. And just like in James Bond, they're like, okay, we have to get a briefcase, right? But they're set up to do that, which in Nolan fashion, and in the point of these movies is just to watch big action scenes. Like, I, I, I can say that concept out loud, but then, like, while watching the movie, like, I want it to be a movie, you know? I want it to make sense and, like, be... A thing, and that's something that I can never get over. Like, that's why I don't like... <sighs> Skyfall's the good one, isn't it? <sighs> Spectre. Casino Royale, because it's like their plots are paper thin. You can break them in a second. And they're too serious. Like, if you watch the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies, like, yeah, they're corny and lame. But, like, that's what's fun. It's like, yeah, he has all these dumb gadgets. Like, these are silly movies. They don't. They don't have the tone of, like... This is nomad land. Like, look at this gritty portrayal. You know what I mean? It's just like, all of this is nonsense. This guy has super weapons and just fucks broads. Like, crazy. Like you know what I mean? Let's just let this be fun. Let this be what it should be. Um, But they're like, okay, we have to get this briefcase. 
We need to de- we need to blow a plane up off the runway to cause a distraction so we can do this and then go in here and then do this and then blah, blah, blah. And it's just like so complicated that it's like, why is that your plan? But the point isn't like, what a good plan. It's like, oh, watch this. And it's just hard for me to come to terms with that. But I don't know. My point is just I'm glad that Christopher Nolan didn't go Nolan. Because I would love for there to be a sequel to this movie. I want John David Washington to do this again. I want him to be an action guy. Anyway, the point is just like they then have to go. They then find a way to time travel themselves. And like there's really sick thing where they're existing forward and backward at the same time because when you go back in time you're actually just moving backwards but the world is still moving forward so like (laughs) I don't know like I can't explain it to you (laughs) but (laughs) there's a scene where like they're driving there's an incredible heist where they surround this car with a bunch of semis and trucks and then they like box it in and smash it but they're all still rolling down the highway perfectly in the lane and like the execution of it is is like so unbelievable that you almost like I, I almost just took it for granted as like yeah pretty routine look at look at Nolan just more of this huh but it's like and I couldn't even have that shitty attitude anymore Cause it's like, holy fuck, like that was insane. Like captured so perfectly too. Like I probably wouldn't change a thing. Honestly, the editing in this movie, pretty, pretty fucking killer. Now the running time maybe does hanker that argument. Just too many scenes of just the back and forth dialogue. It's like, why do you need to explain it all this much? Especially because the thing that I didn't mention that was key that helped me realize that this movie is silly pretty early on when JDW's character is his character's name is the protagonist also, which a little too winky because he says it like multiple times, like once would have been funny, but he said it a couple times and I didn't like that. It's like, okay, could have tried a little harder anyway, (laughs) but I do like the looseness at the same time. It's complicated. <laughs> but very early on, he is be- when he's being shown the reverse bullet thing by this like science lady. He's like, "Well, he's like, wait. What?" And she's like, "Don't don't really think about it." <laughs> she's like, "Don't worry about it. Like just it'll be it'll it doesn't matter. Don't worry about how it works." Which was awesome because it was a it was a wink right to the audience like, "Yo, we know that this shit's pretty dumb and overly complicated (laughs) it's almost like nolan felt like he had to explain it just in case and it's like oh well it's all in there but it's like i don't need it to all be in there if you're telling me it's not important like you're admitting finally that all this shit doesn't matter and you just want to make these big action parts really like they're well crafted those are well written he can't write dialogue for shit but the guy could write a fucking heist like a motherfucker. You know, and it's like they're totally unnecessary. They never make sense, but they're so unbelievable to watch that it's almost hard to believe that people could execute something like that. Right? Because, like, how many takes could you have when you're like, we're like just wrecking trucks and shit? So it's like you got to nail these things. It's really impressive. Um,. The resolution made no sense. Like, most of this makes no sense. You can kind of keep up. You get the gist of all of it. You know what I mean? Like, you can see... You can tell what the puzzle would look like when it was done, but you can't put it together by yourself. If that makes sense. Like the puzzle's too overwhelming to just piece it together as you're watching. But you can get like the border set up. Which is all that you really need. It's just like I, you know, I'm right there with it. But it gets pretty dense as he tends to do. And uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I was just really surprised. Is all I'm saying. Pleasantly. And I thought that it was really good. Early on, I was like, this is terrible. I almost gave up. I almost shut it off. I'm not going to lie. Because I had that, this is going to piss me off mentality. And completely didn't. And I would say that that's the biggest mistake that they made in marketing this movie. They did the classic thing to make it look like just another Christopher Nolan movie. Like, oh, look at this super serious, intense. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like it doesn't have that, by the way. I don't even think Hans Zimmer did the score. Somebody good did the score. The score was good. Um, so you don't got to worry about that, but like, it it just seemed like it was going to be one of those. And I think that that was super misleading. The movie is fun and loose and still completely incoherent and dumb, but in the best way possible. It's the, it's like the best, it would be the best Daniel Craig era, James. It would be the best James Bond movie ever. I don't like James Bond movies. I can say it. (laughs) I got to pretend, but it would be the best Craig one too. You know, it was fucking, it was sick. Would I watch it again? Maybe. I would probably just skip, to be honest. If I watched this movie again, I would skip through all the dialogue scenes. They're so pointless. There's there's the, there's the introduction of a female character at one point who's like the Russian guy's wife who wants to end the world and all this shit. And it's like, here we go. It's going to happen. But no. They don't really do that. She doesn't. She's able to fend for herself. She's her own character. You know, not the best, but also (laughs) a big plot hole is that she's like being blackmailed into this marriage, but she doesn't know about the world ending stuff, I think, but she knows that he has cancer, which is terminal, like confirmed. That's the whole point. But. She wants help from the tenant guys <laughs> to get out of the marriage. But it's like, if you know he's going to die and you don't know that that will trigger the end of existence, wouldn't you just wait it out at this point? I'm just saying. So there's a lot, there's stuff like that. It's just like, oh, well, you just poke the holes. You just poke all the holes, then you can breathe. <laughs> but, uh, Overall, you know what? I'm going to pull up the list. Let's see where I would rank this. Let's just do the ranking. Why not? Let's do it live. Okay. So first movie following. Didn't finish it. Pretty boring. Super indie. uh, Black and white. Also truly British. I think that was the hardest thing for me to get over. Just so British. That uh, pretty intolerable. Um, just about a guy who just randomly just on impulse starts stalking people and it escalates and escalates. And then I don't know how it ends. Somebody dies, I'm sure, but you know, whatever memento. So vastly overrated. Like I didn't know quote unquote what the twist was, but it was pretty clear with like 45 minutes to an hour left. Maybe 30 minutes. Whatever. But you get the gist. And everything that happened in between was kind of just whatever. And it's like, oh, I don't understand what the big deal of this was. Now, maybe it was seeing having seen similar type things first. That's what George tried to claim. But that's because he loves everything ever made by anybody except for his friend's opinions. Ironically. Shout out to George. Uh... <laughs> Didn't like it. Insomnia, I still haven't seen, but I want to simply because the combo of Pacino and Robin Williams is pretty interesting. So, you know, maybe I'll do that. But, like, honestly, this is, like, his lowest rated movie, I think. No, that's probably Dark Knight Rises, right? I don't know. God, this guy really gets critical acclaim. That's what bothers me. It's like, these movies aren't that good. Especially, again, especially retroactively. See, that's how he gets everybody. Ever since Batman Begins. It's just... No, it's really ever since The Dark Knight. But these big theater experiences, they just crush people. He's probably getting people to screen in these mega IMAX things, and you can't 
you can't look away. See, that's the problem. Like you're sitting watching this in your room. You get your phone next to you. It goes off. You look down for a second. I understand you should give a movie your full attention, and I'm with all that. First of all, if your movie was that good, I wouldn't get distracted. But also, like, it <laughs> it totally takes you out of it. And the second you're taken out of it, and again, you can think about it. Because I don't have it cranked to a volume to where I can't think of anything else. You know? It's at a volume to where it's reasonable in my home. Right? So it's all these little factors that come into play that, like, totally change the experience. And, like, it's not that a guy should be trying to make a movie for home, you know? I mean, unless you're literally working for Netflix. But if you know it's going to have a theatrical release, I don't know. You shouldn't just you shouldn't lean so much into that because it's like, yeah, you're the rich guy. You probably do have a home theater and you probably watch movies on a projector and you watch prints of them and you have a Dolby Atmos you know, IMAX quality, whatever, and all this shit. Most people don't, bro. You know what I mean? A lot of people are going to watch this shit on their phone, which I think is horrific. You know, I, I do not agree with that. But, it, uh, you know, you you have to respect your audience in that they'll, they're going to do what they want with your shit. Like, you don't get to dictate every aspect of all of it you know what i mean like you want to curate some experience then do like a one-off museum thing that people have to you know what i mean it's just like but if you're trying to release a movie like that's mainstream art like you can't tell people how to listen to your album right like flaming lips tried to do that we have to like play four cds at the same time which is an incredible concept but it's just not it's just not practical right so it's not going to do well so you you tell me basically if I don't see this movie in theaters then it's going to suck and then you're telling me you didn't make a good movie. Right? It's just weird that like I get it Transformers movies suck but like those make a billion dollars. So it's like if no one would just be like yeah it's just Transformers. Billion dollars. <laughs> what a long-winded way to do that. Anyway Batman Begins pretty good. The Prestige, love it. Dark Knight, eh. I've gone lukewarm over time. Same with Inception. Rises too. I just that has gotten so bad over time. I think that movie kind of just sucks now. <sighs> because it's the same. It's like you can't rewatch these movies. It it totally destroys the whole thing. They do not. Age well. Dunkirk hated it. I mean, <sighs> Tenant? I, I don't know. I really like The Prestige. The top three in some order is The Prestige, The Dark Knight, and Tenant. So that's just what I'm getting at. That was my point of trying to check this. Tenant, one of his best movies. So I highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max, free to watch now. Uh, the British Michael Bay. Let's start calling it like we see it, please. <laughs> and that was my confusing, <clears throat> disjointed, horrific explanation <laughs> of a confusing and disjointed movie. So, I really don't think anything could have been more fitting. <clears throat> Give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. John David Washington, please be in more shit. Like, honestly, like, Black Klansman got all that praise. Mostly for being timely, I think. Because I watched it, I'm like, this movie's not that great. But boy, I just love watching John David Washington. I just want him on screen more and more. Like, whenever there's a scene without Jane, John David Washington, it's like, where is John David Washington? Bring him out. I wish he had gotten into acting sooner. Much sooner. But that's fine. He's going to be in shape for many years to come. You're always going to be able to run on screen. Tom Cruise still looks like he's in shape. Well, he is. But just saying, I guess like 60-something. Look at him sprint. So, 
John David Washington. Let's cast him across the board. I hope that there's a sequel to Tenet, honestly. Just want to see him do it again. Pattinson, too. What a tear he's been on. Great in there. Honestly, I'd kind of like it if there was a movie that tied Tenet with Inception in some trilogy, and he basically did like the M. Night Shyamalan glass thing. But good, maybe. I'm sure you could figure it out. Both of the movies don't make any fucking sense anyway, so (laughs) just link the agencies somehow. I don't know. Also, I think Tenet technically reveals that the main character is on a time loop, which would like make the movie not sequelable, but it also seemed like that didn't have to necessarily be true, so I don't really know. I don't know what happened at the end, to be honest. I couldn't really tell what the what they were explaining. It seemed like something bad was being explained, like that this guy's destiny was to keep doing this over and over again, but then it seemed like he moved on and there was going to be another one. So I don't really know. But I would like it. If you're going to, you know what I mean? Like, keep them wild and loose. Like, keep treating it as this Bond-esque thing. Get more loose, you know. Now that we have all the explanations out of the way, like, you know, we'll dive in. We'll do two hours flat. We don't need it to be so fucking long and all this shit. But speaking of Tom Cruise, I was like, okay. We got Tenet out of the way. Now let's go. Back in time, Tenet style, 20 years. Still haven't seen Vanilla Sky. It's like, okay. I remember when this came out, because I was like seven <laughs> or whatever, and I just remember family members at gatherings, like it, it came up, like, yeah, I rented it. Speaking of which, watch the last Blockbuster documentary. Pretty disappointing, but still cool to see it. I wish there were still Blockbuster. Honestly, part of the downfall of society, I think, is... The lack of blockbuster, because what a magical experience that was. Anyway, this, it's just like, holy shit, is Vanilla Sky. I had to rewind it like five times. That's what I heard. Multiple people. Oh, I have no idea what it's about. It's like, how fucking complicated could this movie be? And let me tell you, not at all. Not at all. What a giant turd. Didn't even get through it. Turned it off. Gave it another chance. Kept going. Turned it off again. Horrifically bad. Cameron Crowe. Stick to your rom-com loser bullshit, buddy. Because Jesus. Like, who do you think you're David Lynch? I don't know what the goal was. Like, they thought they were making this, like, brilliant heady masterpiece thing. And just what a crock of shit. Tom Cruise plays a billionaire, (laughs) by all accounts, who looks like Tom Cruise. So, best life of all time. Um, His biggest issue is that Cameron Diaz, in her prime, is obsessed with him. That's his biggest problem in life. Is that one of the hottest women on earth (laughs) just wants to be around him all the time? Now, I understand that, like, if you technically want to analyze that, if there's someone you don't want to be with and and they're bothering you, that's not cool. But, like, shut the fuck up. You know? Because he's also fucking her all the time. So it's like, you know, you're just an asshole, honestly. Which gets revealed. I'll get to that. Uh... (laughs) And then, yeah, they're like, oh, is this a dream? Is this not a dream? Right away, right at the beginning. But all these horrible music cues. Basically, this movie looks like it was made in 1992 from the sound, the look, all of it. It's from 2001 because Cameron Crowe, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. They cue up everything in its right place right at the beginning. And it's just like not. It doesn't fit. I don't know. Not th- I have I've heard that song only a million times, so maybe that's why, but it's like totally misused to score it and it's really off-putting right at the beginning. They just like put in a song that was big at the time. So, mm, never a good thing. <laughs> you know? Uh 
And then his best friend is Jason Lee. Jason Lee shows up to a party at his fucking... He lives in a penthouse along Park Avenue. Drives a Ferrari. Not Jason Lee, Tom Cruise, sorry. He shows up to Tom Cruise. Jason Lee shows up to Tom Cruise's house with Penelope Cruz, who is a terrible actress, at least in this movie. And uh, he shows up at the party with this chick, and he's like, here, fuck this girl I brought. Go ahead, do it. I know you're going to do it. You're Tom Cruise. (laughs) And it's like, what? And he's like, all right, bro. Yeah, I'm going to try. And he just like starts flirting with her in front of Jason Lee's face. And it's like, you guys are friends. Like, this is just a weird thing. And then it literally gets to the point where Jason Lee's like, all right, I'm leaving. <laughs> it's just like, why? What? Yeah, well, like, none of this makes sense. <clears throat> and he's like, you know what, man? You always just take my girl. You're such a stud. I don't know how you do it. And it's like, all of this is horrible. And there's literally a point where Penelope Cruz's character is like, you're leaving? Like, I'm going to come with you, dude. We came here together. And he's like, no, stay. I get it. And she's like, what? I want to leave, too. I don't want to be here. (laughs) And he's like, no, stay. Fuck him. I know you're going to. And she's like, I don't want to fuck this guy. And he's like, fuck this guy. And she's like, dude, you know, (laughs) and then she does. She's like, okay, instead, how about you come to my apartment somehow? And then they just like fall in love in 20 minutes. And, you know, like none of it makes any sense. And this isn't like a tenant style thing where it's like trying to be confusing or trying to do anything yet. This is still like the setup. It's just really terrible. And uh, (laughs) what happens after that? Oh, yeah. So Cameron Diaz is waiting for this guy outside this chick's house. And he just gets in the car. He has his own car. But he gets in her car just because she's like, I'm sad or whatever. (laughs) So that's dumb. But he's like, oh, I can get some puss. Because this chick didn't want to fuck. So it's just like, it's all stupid. And then she drives them off a bridge because she's like, bro, like, you're just pounding me and treating me like shit. She's like, I actually like you, bro. And he's like, oh, I don't fucking like you. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God. Uh, And no, he says, like, I love you. And she's like, ah. you know, they make her out to be this, like, crazy chick. And then she drives them off a bridge, right? Now, this is where, like, the plot of the movie actually starts. And it just gets worse. So basically all that happens is he breaks his jaw. She dies, by the way. He doesn't care at all. Which I guess you wouldn't if somebody drives you off a bridge. I'd probably be a little resentful. That's fair. But (laughs) yeah, he just breaks his jaw. He's fine. And his, you know, because he broke his jaw, his face doesn't look great. The description of this movie is like, he gets reconstructive surgery and is like horribly disfigured. He just like <laughs> Tom Cruise just like does an underbite. And then there's like a couple scars on his face. <laughs> it's like, he's not like disfigured. He's just like less Tom Cruise. He still has the same teeth and beautiful bone structure above his jaw. You know what I mean? This is like the most beautiful disfigured man in history. And he's also still like running this publishing company and living in a penthouse on Park Avenue. Like he he still has the best life. But he's just like in so much agony over how terrible his face is. Like that's all that this movie is. (laughs) Rich Playboy is ugly now. Isn't that the worst thing? And he just like can't handle it. And that's pretty much it. And then Penelope Cruz doesn't want to fuck him after. But not because he's ugly, because he can't handle being ugly, which would be reasonable at the beginning. You know, but wouldn't a guy like this, he would just stay inside until he could muster up the courage and he would just be calling hookers over. Or he wouldn't even have to. There'd be a million Cameron Diaz's, maybe not of her stature. But you know what I mean? Like this guy could get laid. 
to build his confidence back up. That's all that would have to happen. <laughs> you know? It's just so dumb. And then anyway, he links up with Penelope Cruz again. They fall back in love, but then he murders her because he thinks he's Cameron Diaz. And the whole movie, he's in jail, and it's like he's wearing this terrible mask, which is I think is supposed to be artistic and make him seem like, like, a, like as far as the movie goes, it's supposed to be like, wow, look at this guy. It's like Phantom of the Opera style or almost like horror-esque. But he just looks fucking stupid. He's wearing like a Jabberwockies mask, which I think is where they must have got it from this movie. Which, you know, it's just all terrible. And Kurt Russell is like, you murdered her. Why did you murder her? And he's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Anyway, the twist that they reveal is that he's been in a lucid dream state. Or has he? Because he's trying to preserve his body until the tech is there to fix his face. Or is it? (laughs) Right? It's like trying to be total recall. But regardless, it's like, who cares? (laughs) Like, none of the things that happened were interesting anyway. I'm supposed to feel bad for this guy or this character? Like, no. (laughs) This guy's a total asshole who deserved all this. And none of it is, like, trippy or, like, heady. Like, it tries to be. It's all pretty straightforward it's like oh what happened here what happened here it's like who cares it's either it's either a dream or it's not but it's not like a thing where it's like in your head like oh wait maybe this time this you know it's not like crafting this timeline that's impossible to decipher where you're picking apart every little thing that happened trying to figure out the true meaning like it's not deep at all it's just the most surface level twist thing ever. <laughs> it's a movie about a rich guy who gets his face hurt. Or it's like maybe he died or maybe the whole movie was a dream. But regardless, it's just like who cares if this was a dream or not? Why would you cryogenically freeze yourself until they can fix your face? Like your face is fine. You're Tom Cruise and you're a billionaire guy. You know, just start working more. You know, <laughs> it's just crazy. It was that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I was reading reviews, right? And it's like the overall like tomato score, Metacritic score, pretty low, below 50, right? But then like Roger Ebert, Richard Roper, or was it still Siskel? I don't remember. But regardless, like glowing reviews, loved it. And I get that like at the time, maybe this was more indicative <clears throat> Of the type of things that were coming out, I guess. There were a lot more movies about just like, oh, I'm blah, blah, blah in Manhattan. That is a very common thing, but (sighs) what a train wreck. It just doesn't make any sense to me. How they could have been like, wow, bravo. And it's like coming off of Almost Famous, which is pretty good. I think that that's overrated, but still, I'm not going to act like that movie sucks. It's just like he had no ability to shift towards this type of film. It's like technically sci-fi. It like wants to be sci-fi. But I mean, it has the production value of like an Adam Sandler movie. Because it's just a Cameron Crowe movie. You know what I mean? Like he's not... It's it's trying to be this like auteur, heady, brilliant thing, and it's just a big sack of shit. <laughs> so there's my twenty year double movie confusion day, and they're both so long, but boy, it was Tenet so much better. I gotta say, and it's funny because I'd heard, and I don't even know if this was a thing at this time, it probably had to have been by then, but like Tom Cruise has a clause that like he has to be running in all of his movies. And there is a scene very early on in Vanilla Sky that just like forces him to run for no reason. (laughs) It's like, oh God, this guy's hilarious. He does look good doing it. I'll give him that. I mean, no JDW, but he's not fucking Steven Seagal trying to run around. Oh! You hear that throat grit? 
doing it for you people, playing injured with the night sweats, the meat sweats. It's confusing movie Tuesday. That's all I got for you. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Don't know what time I'll release next week. Again, experimenting with them. Maybe the same time as this week. You know, maybe I'll do that for a few weeks. I don't really know, but it'll be out next Tuesday, as always. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, all of that. Check out the merch. Everything linked below if you need it. Check it out. Tell some people. Put us on. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. But first, please remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.